Welcome to Hot Copy Radio Theater. You are about to hear a cast of very talented voice performers recreate a long-lost episode of Hot Copy, an exciting audio drama about the wild adventures of a young woman newspaper reporter, which was broadcast on the NBC radio network between 1941 and 1944. This recreation is adapted from the original script. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's time for Hot Copy, the vivid drama behind the paragraphs of a daily newspaper column. Hot Copy is the absorbing story of a young newspaper woman, Anne Rogers, a clever, attractive girl with a nationally syndicated column, Second Glance, in which she uncovers many events which other, less courageous reporters would be afraid to touch. Her stories, in the words of her adventurous profession, are always Hot Copy. Now, listen to today's new and exciting episode, Dark House. Adapted from the original script as broadcast on radio on Sunday, May 21st, 1944. is so dark. Do you really think we ought to... We gotta get out of the rain. The roof of my jalopy is leaking worse than the correct drain pipe. We can't... But we're only 30 miles from town, Joe. And 30 minutes from pneumonia? Hello? Betsy, you've got goosebumps. Aw, what's the matter, babe? Got the jitters? I don't know. It's so dark and and spooky. Look, Joe, maybe there's nobody home? But we seen lights from the road, didn't we? Yeah, but they were weird lights. Sort of pale and... And ghost-like. <laughs> Gee, babe, you sure got an imagination. Hello? Hey! Is anybody here? <gasps> what is it? Who's there? Aw, oh, Betsy, it ain't nobody. I just put my hand on the doorknob and it just opened. Oh, 
Well, let's go in. I don't want to. I... I... Oh, come on! What are you scared of? Gee, what a dump. This house looks like it hasn't been used for years. Ain't that the truth. And look at all them cobwebs. Joe, I don't like this place at all. It's... it's creepy. But it's dry, ain't it? We'll just stay till the rain stops, and then... Joe, listen. Do you hear that? It, it sounds like a big, pumping heart. Like as if the house was alive. <laughs> Are you kidding? What was that? Ghosts! Joe, let's get out of here! Sounded like it came from... over there. Behind that door. Betsy, just stand still and stay here. I'll take a look. No! Joe, don't... don't open it, please! It's okay, babe. I don't say anything at all. Betsy, I... Ah! Joe! Joe, what's the matter? No! No! Help! Don't touch me! Don't come near me! Gosh, that new reporter is so nice and so good looking. But Anne told me that he's got a girlfriend. Oh, well. I need your love so badly. I want you oh so madly. But I don't stand a ghost of a chance with you. Oh, man! I need to snap out of it and finish typing this column before Annie gets here. Just one more sentence. If she didn't use so many big words, I would have been done 30 minutes ago. Hello, Sprightly. Oh, hiya, Annie. What's new? There's nothing new under the sun. Any mail? Well, you got a letter from an indignant citizen... Who didn't like your column, thanking all the women that are working in the factories to help support the war effort. I guess he thinks women should just be spending all their time at home, polishing the furniture, and simply ignore the fact that there's a war going on. People who think like him, they just drive me up a wall. Oh, well. Any other mail? Just routine stuff. A, a reminder about the union meeting next Tuesday— and a press release from the Office of Civilian Transportation telling why drivers should never buy illegal black market gasoline. You can stop. I'll look at all of it later. You'll look at it... Huh? Gee, sugar, what makes? <sighs> hey, Sprightly. 
how are you going to write a column called second glance if you won't even give your mail a first glance what's the matter frankly sprightly i'm really not sure maybe it's spring fever but i think i'm just bored bored yes i'm completely weary of everything everybody except for you of course darling i just wish something exciting would happen to me just once this week something really thrilling oh no people who set out wanting thrills generally end up on a white marble slab with identification tags attached to their toes <laughs> like that young couple who were found in that haunted house yesterday dead what's that a haunted house yeah i can't believe you didn't read about it or do you only read your column these days well never mind i've got today's paper over here just take a look at the story haunted mansion claims two victims teenage couple died of fright is verdict of physician sprightly hmm this is what i've been looking for something new different exciting what a haunted house it's absolutely perfect sprightly there's magic and mystery in a haunted house annie i don't know about magic or mystery but there were two corpses in this one where is this place oh i see pleasantdale why that's only about 30 miles away from here come on sprightly huh come on where as if i didn't know to pack our bags of course we're going to pleasantdale to investigate that haunted house we're going to pleasantdale to investigate oh no leave me off the community spirit sugar plum maybe you're going but not little sprightly now darling don't tell me you're afraid of course not it's just that i'm allergic to spirits whiskey wine or ethereal sprightly pool i'm ashamed of you and rogers i'm ashamed of myself but i'm still not going you mean you'd let me go up there all by myself alone unprotected well ah uh, uh... to face goodness knows what horrible danger in the darkness completely alone and unfriended well of course i wouldn't want you to and perhaps never return <sighs> okay you win pick up the marbles you mean you will come with me against my better judgment yes but something tells me my better judgment was never better sprightly you're wonderful yeah i know i've got a heart as big as a sponge with a brain to match well i'll go but annie do me a favor yes remind me to have my head examined when we get back that is if we do get back with our heads still fastened on well here we are sprightly huh who's where this darling is pleasantdale a thriving little rustic community thriving it may be little it is rustic 
it definitely is. But community? Oh, no. Since when did six houses in a chicken coop become a community? <laughs> well, I know it doesn't exactly look like Times Square, but look, there's a hotel over there. Maybe we can... Hello? Hello? I'd like to ask you a question. Go ahead. I... Would you mind coming closer? Nope. Do you know Dr. Um, what's that name, Sprightly? Hoskins. Dr. Frank Hoskins. Do you know Dr. Hoskins? Yep. Well, um, do you know where he lives? Yep. Well? Well, what? Where does he live? Over there. That white frame house? Yep. Thanks. Come on, Sprightly. There's no answer, Annie. No. Hello? Dr. Hoskins doesn't seem to be home. Nope. Well, do you know where he is? Yep. Well, where? In the hotel. In the... You knew he was there this entire time, and you just let us... Well, you didn't ask me that. Come this way. Well, of all the stupid men... Shh, it doesn't matter, Sprightly. Somebody wants to see you, Doc. Me? Oh, how do you do, Miss, uh... Rogers. Ann Rogers. And this is my assistant, Miss Poole. Yep. Won't you please sit down? I usually drop in here at Zeke's place for a cup of tea about this time in the afternoon. Will you join me? No, thanks. But I would like to ask you a question or two, if you don't mind. You see, I'm a newspaper reporter. All right. You're the physician in the community? Yes, that's me. Oh, Zeke, you can take this cup now. Yep. Now, Miss Rogers. I wanted to ask you about those two young people who were found dead in the haunted house yesterday. Oops. Oh, sorry, Doc. It's all right, Zeke. My fault. What's the matter? What broke? Just a teacup, Mrs. Winters. Zeke, I swear to glory, you're the clumsiest man i ever seen. Sorry, Molly. Accident. I'll just... It was really me who dropped it, Mrs. Winters. Well, no matter. Oh, what a mess. I'll tidy up. Now, Miss Rogers... Uh, you were asking about those two youngsters. Yes, Doctor. In your testimony, you said that you thought they were frightened to death? That is correct. But do you really believe that? <laughs> My dear young lady, if I didn't believe it, would I have gone on record? I know, but isn't there a possibility you might have been mistaken? After all, people don't generally die of fright. Well, these two did. If you had seen the look of horror frozen on their faces, you wouldn't doubt for a moment. Excuse me, Doctor. I realize, of course, that you've had a great deal more medical experience than I. 
But isn't it true that after death, the tightening of facial muscles frequently causes grimaces, even though the person may have died suddenly, easily? Uh, well, I, I, I suppose that's so. But in this case... You conducted no autopsy? Why, no. That is, the bodies were claimed. In short, Dr. Hoskins, your statement was, to a large extent, based on a certain supernatural fear, which you yourself may have, that the house in question is haunted? Now see here, young lady, I... Ain't no question about the house, miss. It is haunted, sure enough. Oh, <laughs> Really, Mrs. Winters? Everybody around these parts has known it for years. Won't go near it for nothing. For years? Then it's an old house? Almost a hundred years old. Built in 1850 or thereabouts. Hmm. Any particular reason for it being haunted? Well, there's something of a legend, although I've never checked its authenticity. It's said that the original owner murdered his wife in there. Then... He killed himself, and ever since, both of those unhappy souls have been earthbound. I wish I were homeward bound. And these ghostly manifestations? Noises, Miss Rogers. Noises? What kind of noises? Moans, and groans, and the rattling of ghostly chains. So... More or less the usual thing? But something stranger. A pulsing, like the slow, horrible beating of a monstrous heart ebbing out its life's blood. Oh. Lights. I beg your pardon, Mr. Winters? Weird-looking lights at night. Well, it all sounds very interesting. I'd like to visit this house. What? Yes, that's right. No. I beg your pardon, Mr. Winters? No, won't allow it. You won't allow? As the town sheriff, I won't permit nobody to take no chances. Got one scandal on our hands already. He's right, Annie. Let's go. Just a moment, Sprightly. Am I to understand, Mr. Winters, that you are refusing to allow us to view the scene of two unsolved murders? Now, Miss Rogers, that ain't the way Zeke meant it. Well, Mr. Winters? Well, I... I... Well, all right, then. If you're going to be so dang-busted stubborn about it, go visit it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I will. And I'll come with you, just to see that nothing happens to you. No, thanks, Mr. Winters. We'd rather inspect the house alone. But you don't know how to reach it. I imagine I can find it, or possibly you can show me the way, Doctor. That is, if you're not too busy. Why, no. Glad to, Miss Rogers, but... Uh... Fine. Then let's run along while it's still daylight. Ready to go, Sprightly? But, but look, looky, looky here, Miss Rogers. My car's right over here, Doctor. Sprightly, hurry up. Stop lagging. We're off to see the House of Magic and Mystery.
It's odd that Mr. Winters didn't want us to inspect this place, isn't it, Doctor? Oh, I don't know. He's not a bad sort of chap. A bit crotchety, but uh, a sensible fellow in most ways. What do you mean, in most ways? Well, I don't like to talk about a neighbor behind his back, but, well, Zeke is an odd, brooding sort of man. Cunning, uh, greedy, suspicious. I'm so to God to be the town sheriff. Oh, that's just a title that doesn't mean a lot, Miss Poole. After all, Pleasantdale is so tiny. Curious combination, though. Hotel keeper and sheriff. And plumber. And horse doctor. And jack of all trades. <laughs> He's quite a character. Finger in every pie. Really? Yes, indeed. Now, I'm just the opposite. I like to take things easy. Ah, here we are. Not a very attractive place. No. It's like the decaying skeleton of a home. Don't say things like that. But it's a mansion, so it must have been beautiful once. Yes, I, I suppose so. You want to look inside? Definitely. Watch those steps. They're, they're just rotting away. The door is over there on the right side of the porch. So, here we are. Hmm. Gloomy old place. And where were the bodies found? In this room. One right here, and... Annie, I, I just remembered. I left my purse in the car. Sprightly, it's under your arm. Oh, yeah. So it is. And there were no signs of violence? None whatsoever. Except for their... Faces. I see. Who found the bodies? Well, um, as a matter of fact, Miss Rogers, I did. Oh? Zeke called it to my attention that there had been a car parked on the road overnight. So I decided to come to the house to investigate. Then... Zeke called it to your attention? Hmm, that's very interesting. <coughs> Sprightly. What's wrong? What's the matter? Miss Poole, what is... Oh, over th there, by the door. What? Sprightly, I don't see any. Uh, uh, a mouse. I saw a mouse run under that door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the eternal female, eh, Miss Poole? Apparently, even in a haunted house... There is more terror in the flesh and blood of reality. I'm I'm sorry I screamed, but I guess this place just made me a little jittery. That's all right, Sprightly. We'll leave now. You mean you don't want to see the rest of the house? No, I think not. I've seen enough. Let's go back to the car. Well, then, uh, 
Just be careful of the steps. Sugar, I don't understand. Shh. But I don't understand. Why? I don't trust Dr. Hoskins, Sprightly. We're coming back to inspect this house again, without him, at midnight. We will return to today's episode of Hot Copy in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Good evening. I'm Luce, and on dark and eerie nights like this, I can't help but think about Halloween. I'm so sick of Halloween celebrations being limited to a few weeks out of the year. That's why I created It's Always Halloween, a year-round podcast on which I'll dive deep into the dark history of our favorite horror-filled holiday. Each episode will explore one specific custom, fear, or fright inspired by my own curiosity and listener queries. Is Halloween satanic? Why are witches' hats pointy? Are haunted car washes a thing? Where did Halloween even come from? How do I summon a demon? Tell me, how can I stop trunk or treat? I'll be answering all these questions and more. If you have a Halloween question you need answered or just want to share a Halloween memory... Call my All Hallows hotline at 802-532-3323. That's 802-532-DEAD. Or you can write me an eek mail at it's always Halloween Podcast at gmail.com. Tune in if you dare. Treat, treat, treat. And now, back to Hot Copy. A supposedly reputable physician says that two young people died of fright. But, seeking a different solution to the mystery, Anne Rogers and Sprightly Poole are on their way to a haunted house at midnight. But Annie, I... Shh, Sweepy, not so loud. Okay, so now I'm a clam. But how come all this? And why did we walk all the way out here? Because, my pet, I didn't want anyone who might possibly be in that house to see any headlights. Anyone in the... Who do you expect to be there? Possibly Dr. Hoskins. What? Yes, Sprightly. Didn't you notice how every little thing he said when we were talking this afternoon tended to divert our attention and our suspicion towards Zeke Winters? What? now that you mention it... Now, I don't know exactly what's going on, but there's definitely something strange connected with this allegedly deserted old house. You mean it isn't deserted? No, darling. It's in constant use. Now. But what makes you think... The mouse, Sprightly. Haven't you ever heard the old saying that rats desert a sinking ship? 
while mice will desert an empty house. Wait, what? I don't understand. Mice won't hang around an empty house if there's no food there. But since I saw a mouse... That means food. And food means people in the house. For a reason that we don't know. But I intend to find out. Aha! What? See? Just as they said. Lights. Well, I'll... But such strange lights. Not strange. Just filtered. As if coming up from a cellar or something. Come on, but quietly. Be careful on those steps, Annie. That door. I hope no one heard it open. Nobody's gonna hear it close. I can tell you that. I'm leaving it open so I can get out of here. And fast. Good idea. Now, let's go inside. Sprightly, listen. Do you hear that? That beating sound? That's my heart. No, the other sound. Like, almost metallic. Bony. It's my knees. Please, be serious. This is important. I wonder what... The beating noise. It stopped. Oh, I must be dead. Sprightly, someone must have heard us. Annie, you were wrong. This joint is haunted. I'm getting out here right now. Don't be foolish. Those sounds were made by a human. They came from over there, by that door. I'm going to see. Annie, don't leave me here all alone. I'll come with you. Okay, okay. Now here, just listen. This is it, all right. I'll see if it opens. (gasps) Looking for somebody, sister? He's got a gun. Stand still, both of you. Let let go of me. You can't. Shut up. Well, so you don't believe in ghosts, eh? Then okay, come downstairs. Well, what are you waiting for? An engraved invitation? Move. Ow! Don't poke that thing in my back. We'd better go with this gentleman, Sprightly. That's the first sensible thing you've said, sweetheart. And now, here we are. But where are we? What is this? A cellar? Sort of, baby, but only. Hardly anyone knows it's here. It's kind of like a forgotten secret. Doc says it was used in the old days to hide runaway slaves. Doc! Wait, are you talking about the Underground Railroad? I remember learning about that when I was in school. Yup, that's it. Now, come through this door. Oh, my lord? 
What on earth? Nice setup, eh? Uh, a printing press. The best, baby. So that was the rhythmic sound we heard. Mm-hmm. But, but what do you print? <gasps> oh, no, I get it. Enemy propaganda. Lay off that stuff, sister. What do you think we are? Un-American? Yes, I think you are. And I know what you print. Coupons. Coupons? Yes, I see a sheet of them over there. They're printing counterfeit gas ration coupons. Then they're going to sell them to unscrupulous people who want to get more gas than allowed by law during wartime. Well, of all the skunky things. Ah, oh, you're smart, sister. But don't do you no good to know that now. I suppose you mean you're going to get rid of us? Like you got rid of those two kids here in this house? <laughs> I ain't. But the doc will. As soon as he gets here. With his little black bag. Poison. Then that's how he did it? That's impossible. It couldn't be poison. I said you was smart, sweetheart. You're right. It ain't poison. Then what? How? Just a plain hypothermic. Full of nothing. A hypodermic needle? Full of nothing? That's the ticket. I don't know how it works, but it does. And the doc says nobody can tell afterwards. An embolism. An air embolism. Why, yeah, baby. That's what the doc calls it. How'd you know? I read about it somewhere. An air bubble is injected into the bloodstream. It reaches the heart and causes almost instant death. Shut up, you. It won't do you no good to holler. This place is... Look! Over there! That corner! What are you trying to do, sister? You kidding me? There ain't nothing in that. A mouse! A nasty, horrible, ugly mouse! <laughs> mouse? A mouse. Ain't that just like a dumb female? Scared of a... Where? I don't see no... <laughs> nice work, Sprightly. Did I... Did I get him real good, Annie? Very neatly. He'll be out for quite a while. Thank heaven for high heels. They make a swell blackjack when a big tough man is dopey enough to turn his back on a dumb female. <laughs> now come on. Wait. Listen. Miss Rogers. Uh, Miss Poole. It's him. The dog. This is bad. We've got to get away. This way. But be careful, Sprightly. He might have a gun. I'm right with you. Miss Rogers, where are you? He's in that room. We've got to get past him, Sprightly. Ready? Let a rip. Oh, <laughs> so, so there you are. Where, where have you been? What were you doing down in that... No time to talk, Dr. Hoskins. And don't try to stop us. Rush him, Annie. You, you two fools. What are you trying to run away from me for? Hurry, Sprightly. Hurry! 
hurry. I'm in front of you. Come back here. Come back here, you two idiots, or you'll both be in Not tonight, you murdering old goat. Look, Sprightly, a car. Stop! Hey, stop! Stop! Miss Rogers? Miss Poole? You all right? Yes, we're all right. But get us back to the hotel as quick as you can. Well, did you see the spirits? No, we didn't see any ghosts. You look excited. What happened? Oh, practically nothing. We just discovered a printing press where the murdering old snake has been making counterfeit gas coupons. Don't slow down, Zeke. He'll be after us. We've learned enough to hang him. Wait a second. You found a printing press? That's right. Bygones. And what about the fellow that was running it? Didn't he try to hold you? Yes, but Sprightly knocked him out with the heel of her... Wait a minute. How did you know there was a man on guard? Had to be. Presses don't run themselves. No. And doctors don't necessarily have to be physicians for humans. They can be horse doctors like you. Veterinarians know about air embolisms, too. And how to use a hypodermic needle. Yep. That's right, Miss Rogers. He also knows how to use a gun, Annie. He just pulled one out of his jacket pocket. You got some good eyes, Miss Poole. Now, both of you, get your hands up and climb out. No, not that door. This one. After me. Now, I reckon we'll settle this. What are you going to do? Well, I expect I'll have to get rid of you both, Miss Rogers. You know a little too much. Then it was you who killed those two kids. Well, I had to. I've been scaring folks away from that old house for a long time. But they were snooping around too much and opened the cellar door. And they saw you and your helper rattling chains and moaning through that sound box? Yep, but that's enough talking. Now, walk forward. What are you going to do? Shoot us? Nope. Too messy. Then what? Get around in front of the car. I'll show you. You're going to run us down? You talk too much. Get going. You're insane. You'll never get away with it. Dr. Hoskins saw us getting into your car. Nope. He only saw a car. He's nearsighted. For all he knows, you got scared at the house and ran. He won't suspect me. I'm at home in bed. Molly will swear to that. But if we don't walk in front of the car, then what? Well, I've still got the hypodermic. Just make up your mind what you'd rather have. All right. We'll do as you say. Annie, no. The minute we get in front of his car... Stand still, both of you. Got my gun on you, remember? Now, I'm going to get in and start this car. 
Sprightly, jump in the ditch. Jump now. Look out! Look out! Sprightly! Sprightly! Where are you? I'm over here, Annie. Are you all right? I'm all right. How about you? I'm covered with mud, but safe. Now quick, help me get him out of the car. Who? Zeke? Are you kidding? No, this other car. It's Dr. Hoskins. Oh. Oh. Doctor, doctor, it's us. Are you all right? No, I... I mean, I, I'm all right. You came tearing around that curve. Zeke's car was parked in the middle of the road with the lights off. You plowed right into it. Great Scott! And, uh, uh, where is Zeke? He... he won't need your attention, Doctor. He was half in and half out of the car when you hit him. Yeah, and he's still half in and half out. The only medical person who's going to need to examine him is the coroner. Oh, poor Zeke. Well, he got what he deserved, I guess. Then you know about... I do now. After you ran past me at the house, I went down into the basement. And so I understand a lot of things now. For example, the reason why Zeke wanted everyone to believe that that old house was haunted. Yeah, so that people would stay away and not find out what was really going on in there. By the way, we found out that those two young people didn't die from fright. Zeke gave them an air embolism with a hypodermic needle. The sudden shock to their system must have paralyzed their faces. I hope you didn't run into his big, ugly accomplice while you were in the house. Yes, I saw him after I came out of the cellar. He was sound asleep on the floor. I figured... He was somebody working with Zeke because his hands were covered with ink from the printing press. So I didn't wake him up. I left the house and drove to the first payphone I could find. I called the state police and told them what was going on. They're coming to pick him up along with all the phony gas coupons. So then I turned around and came back to look for the two of you. The police should be here any minute. That was some quick thinking. And thanks for remembering us. Yes, indeed. And now, Sprightly, I have a question for you that I've been wondering about ever since we ran out of the house, but I didn't have a chance to ask it until now. What, Annie? Speaking of Zeke's accomplice, how on earth did you hit him hard enough to knock him unconscious? That's easy. I have a really strong right arm. Oh, I guess I never mentioned... I was the fastest pitcher on my high school girls' baseball team three years in a row. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Hot Copy Radio Theater. We truly hope that you enjoyed our presentation of Dark House a lost episode of the radio-audio drama Hot Copy, originally broadcast on Sunday, May 21st, 1944. Our cast on this episode featured Rhonda Sigler Ware as Ann Rogers, 
Samantha Thompson as Sprightly Poole, Jerry Kokich as Dr. Frank Hoskins, David Robbins as Zeke Winters, Meadow Sarton as Betsy, Scott R. McKinley as Joe, Patrick Broncato as Mike, Chrissy Talon Sage as Molly Winters, and yours truly, Logan Smith as your announcer. This episode was adapted from the original script written by Nelson S. Bond. All sound effects are from freesound.org. Hot Copy Radio Theater is produced and edited under the direction of Jim Goodluck. Now, if you like this show, please take a moment of your time and go to Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes, then give a five-star rating and review for Hot Copy Radio Theater. And, if your favorite streaming service carries this show and allows you to give a rating, please be sure to rate us on there also. Finally, if you would like to contact any of the voice actors from this episode, or if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions in regard to this show, please send an email to hotcopyradiotheater at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter as at hotcopyradio. In addition, we have a Facebook page where you can make comments and give feedback. We invite you to tune in again on the 10th of each month for another thrilling presentation of Hot Copy Radio Theater.